Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another Geek Town Radio. I think we're on 24 now, I think. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're back for another week. It's the hottest day in the year and, and we're inside recording a show just for you. Um, so I'm back again this week with Chris. Hello. Hello. Yeah, so you're, you're back again this week because Amanda's only recently got back from her muddy field. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm assuming she's had a nice time. Um, I think so, yeah, she has. She's rather quiet in the office today, but yes. I think she's probably still recovering. Hung over, yeah. And, you know, couch, catching up with millions of emails that she's she's had, bless her. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Are you um, stuck with me again today? So, so yeah, and and Adam is is about to embark on traipsing across the. Uh, oh, sorry, Adam is about to uh, <laughs> embark on tra- traipsing across the um, the Indian plains. So, uh, so he's he's going to be disappeared for a couple of weeks. So, um, so yes. Can um, we can we not do like a geek town on tour? You know, and he can <laughs> he can do one from like India and, and talk about. You know, their <laughs> geekiness, the graphic novels, and whatever happens over there. Yeah, I, I'd be amazed if he gets a phone reception where he probably is, because he's probably in the middle yeah. of a desert somewhere. Um, but yeah, he's uh, so so he's he's off for a month actually. He's he's doing a, a expedition over there, so he'll be away for a while. Um, I, I hopefully will manage to get Amanda back on next week as well. So that would be good. Um, <laughs> not nothing against having you here, obviously. Yeah, thanks, but... <laughs> for thanks for that. Keep digging. Keep Darn digging. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, moving on from that hole I just dug myself. Yeah, um, um, what what have what have been were you been up to this week? Um, just finished Sense Eight. Uh, yes. On Netflix. Yes. yes. Um, I'm glad I stuck with it. It was very touch and go. As I think I said last week, because um, it's incredibly slow up yes. to episode four. Yes. And then it just sort of kicks off. Yeah, and then it gets slow again, and then it really picks up for the ending, and it seems to be more of a setup for the next season than anything else. Um, but yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, there is an awful lot of backstory in that show. Yeah, <laughs> an awful lot um, and cliches. There's a lot of cliches and bums. There's a lot of naked bums. Yes, there's a lot of naked everything in that actually. Yes, yeah, there is. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I've I've been watching. Uh, I think I think I'm probably about episode five. But yes, it is. So it's it's pretty much all been backstory and them briefly yeah. kind of spotting each other up until this point. So I'm I'm looking forward to it picking up a bit more. To be fair. Yeah. Um, yes. Anything else? Um, what else? 
I need to find a replacement for No Offense. I've still not found anything yet because that was just yes. amazing. You've been watching this, haven't you? Yeah, no. I've I've actually finished uh, finished that as well. That was really good. Um, oh, what did you, like? What did you think of the ending? Uh, can we have a, it, have a spoiler alert? Um, here, yeah, okay. Let's let's. It gives me an excuse to use the spoiler jingle. So <laughs> <laughs> um, spoilers. 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 Yeah, the um, the ending I thought was um, um, it, it it kind of doesn't resolve anything at that point because no. you're sort of left with um, uh, that she's she's sort of left the 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 body on the floor. Um, there was that thing about pulling her hair, pulling the girl's hair, and, and placing it on the body, and I wasn't entirely yeah. sure what the reasoning behind that was. I I, we, I think we figured it out in the end, I think. So, originally when she does it, it kind of looks like she was framing her yes. to an extent. But, you think about it, they've spent all that time in that basement. So, although she has dusted it, there will be fingerprints, there will be hair and whatever. Yeah. So, if she leaves her hair over the body, it's kind of just to go, oh, well... You know, Dana was in, she was in the room sort of thing. So, of course, her DNA will be there. I think... That yeah, that's sort it. of that's sort of what I thought maybe might be the case, but but I kind of thought, well, you know, surely you wouldn't need to be that obvious about putting hair onto. The, yeah. I don't know. It was it, that seemed a bit odd to me, but but um, yeah, I I really quite enjoyed it. There's uh, I I had actually kind of spotted who the person probably was. It was going to be either him or the father of the um, the the other copper. I thought, yeah, because yeah. um, there were sort of two ancillary characters that um, that that were, were kind of prime possibilities for being yeah. the uh, the other guy. You know, so um, uh, yeah, but it's very well written and um, yeah. just really good characterization i mean as as you'd yeah. expect from the guy that wrote shameless i would have thought so you know um, yeah it, it was just brilliant i mean I, there was a point only brief one where i wonder whether it was um what's his chops from two pints of lager and a packet of crisps because they kind of there was yeah. something going on with him yeah uh, you know sound like more of a family crisis than anything but he went a bit off the rails when that episode where he found like the, the guy living in that other guy's garage or yes. know, in his yard yeah. or something like that. The tanker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, um, when the guy was living in the yard, yes. But it, it was, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think you said last week it's been commissioned for a second series. Yes, it? it has. It has. Fantastic. It's, it's one of those shows that, I mean, because they remade Shameless in the US. I'm wondering whether they might try and do the same with this, but I, I can't see how that would work. You yeah. Know? Um, but then they managed to get Shameless to work, and you didn't think, and, and I don't think anybody thought that would. So, um, yeah, but I guess yeah, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. But it was just, I really, really enjoyed that. So, so yeah, um, have you been watching Humans at all? Yes, yes, I've been watching Humans as well. That, I'm, I'm quite enjoying that. Um, yeah, uh, um, yeah, the that's that's kind of shaping up to be a really good show. I'm I'm really enjoying that. What do, what are you thinking of that? I I am enjoying it. I'm not on the edge of my seat like I was. No offences of other things, but no. I am really enjoying it. Um, it's it's just really creepy. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the human sort of android 
robots are very odd you know yeah. um have, have you seen this week's episode yes that was on sunday the the bit where you know i'm completely useless anita that's it when anita sort of um breaks out of her uh charging point um with the daughter and it's almost as if like she's come out of the trance or something like that yeah oh yeah well you mean save me yeah when she's Uh, been hacked yeah when the daughter's trying to hack into the base code yeah that that oh my god that was really that's that's really quite creepy because there is blatantly a person like with a conscience trapped within that and then suddenly she's back to normal again it's yeah that was that was uh, yeah. was very weird, and the um, the the um, sort of damaged uh, android, the, uh, the the sort of son character, yeah, um, as well. He's he's very odd because yeah. he's sort of been dumped in the woods at this point. <laughs> So yeah, that's, um, yeah. He's not finding his way back. Is he? He's just going to be left there. But I, I don't know. No, I, I, I'm, I do wonder what what's going to happen with him because there's obviously a reason that they've dumped him there. So yeah. you know, uh, mm, yes, I'm, uh, he's he's kind of interesting. I'm wondering what the, what they're going to do with that. But um, is, it is is it Colin Morgan the one who played Merlin? Yeah, Colin is Morgan. He, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, because he. Is he an android? Is he just got android parts? No, because I, he's... I, I don't think he's fully android, but he does... I, I, it sounds like... I get the feeling he's been rescued and had bits replaced. Yeah. Um, he was charging at one point, wasn't he? They like literally plugged him in and... Yeah, yeah. yeah to, they had, yeah, they had a, had a thing in his side which was kind of being repaired, wasn't it? So... Yeah, I I think he's possibly a mixture of the two, maybe, or he was, or he's a a, a version like a, a sort of um, human android hybrid, um, yeah. you know, character. I, I'm not sure. So, yes, he's. I'm sure that will be revealed at some point. Yeah. But yeah, what, what have you been up to then? Other um, than, than Sentai and humans, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Game wise, I've been playing um, Batman Arkham Knight. Um, Ooh. I've been playing. Um, I've actually been playing it on PC as well. Um, right, okay. Which, if you've been reading any of the press this week, a lot of people are very upset because it's not working properly. Um, right. I actually haven't had any problems. Um, I mean, I, but then I'm kind of not a graphics Nazi. So, I, you know, I, 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 as long as it looks okay, which it does, um, I'm not overly concerned. I turned off a bunch of the settings. Um, and and things like the motion blur and that sort of stuff i turned uh, you know and and there's some particular nvidia code which uh, they they say doesn't work particularly well so i turned that off as well but i yeah. i've I, you know it's been perfectly playable i've had no jittering nothing it's you know and and it looks fine as far as i can yeah. tell um so i've been playing through that that's that's quite good i i wondered what the Arkham Knight was referenced to, and it is a reference to another character, but I'm, I'm yeah. not to the point where it's actually revealed who that character is. Right, okay. um, so, uh, but it's it's great. I love those games. They're they're always really well put together, um, and uh, it's quite fun having the Batmobile. Although you do spend an awful lot of time in the Batmobile rather than like flying through the air, which is sort of. Um, part of the fun of those games as yeah. well is being able to jump from rooftop to rooftop you can still do that but you do find there are large sections that need the batmobile to run so right you know. um 
but it, it it varies things up a bit. You can still kind of wander through Gotham, and it is like a large portion of Gotham, if not all of Gotham, um, yeah. in this this occasion. So I've been playing quite a lot of that. Uh, that's been good fun. Uh, still playing around with uh, Cabal uh, Space Program as well. The, the Did you little, rescue your little, your, no, you rescue no, your little he's man? No, st- he's still in space. I've, they, they've updated something, and I've had real problems with um, the... Um, the heat shields on re-entry. I think I'm I'm basically flying in too hot, so uh, <laughs> I've ended up. I, I and I've I was getting really frustrated with it. But there's a way of actually dialing the heat down. So I've just dialed the heat down for naught for the moment, <laughs> which I know is kind of cheating. But I've I've sort of had enough of of just burning up on re-entry. So so yeah. I've given up. I, I've sort of given up and thought, screw it. I'm just going to try and do it without the heat on re-entry now. <laughs> So, oh, bless. so, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm having, I'm still having quite good fun with that. That's been really good fun. Um, good. The only other other show, big show this week was the uh, the finale of Top Gear, um, which I don't know whether you saw any of this, but um, yeah. it was a <laughs> it was an odd experience. I think it's fair to okay. say because um, they they got um, Hammond and May back to do the studio segments. Um, yeah. But they're doing the studio segments in an empty studio. It's in the Top Gear studio, but there's no audience, nothing like that. So it's literally them doing linking bits. So it's a bit odd and sort of morose in some ways because they've obviously been told that they can't actually mention Clarkson's name um, and and refer to the incident or anything like that or poke fun of him, which is what you'd sort of expect them to do. They've just yeah. sort of said, you know, obviously, uh, you know, this wasn't possible and, you know, or they were kind of talking around it. What was hilarious, though, is there are points where the camera pans across and there literally is an elephant in the back of the room. Right, OK. <laughs> they, they, they put a giant elephant statue in the back of the room. <laughs> just, that was brilliant. Um, so yes, the, as a as a large visual reference to the fact that they weren't obviously allowed to talk about it, um, the films themselves were were perfectly fine and and funny yeah. and entertaining and that sort of stuff. It's just a bit of an odd way for it to go out, um, but there have been uh, press reports come out this week saying that the three of them are, as we all expected, developing a new show. Well, the three of them and the producer um, from Top Gear are are developing a new show. Uh, And the rumours are that it will be Netflix, um, whether that that turns out to be the case or not, but that would be the obvious place for it to go. Mm. Um, So, yeah, we'll see where that leads. Uh, But there have been some confirmations that they are doing something. So, uh, but but we all kind of knew that anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Sad to see it end. I'm also quite interested to see what comes back as well. Yeah. When the new show comes back. So, so we'll see. Uh, Have they they got an air date for the new show yet? No, it will probably be, I suspect... It, it takes a while to film stuff usually and they're still finding casts so I suspect it won't be in its usual January slot it will probably move to um, Eastery kind of time right. I would have thought um, if not later but I suspect it will cut, they'll, they'll they'll try and push it at a holiday so I suspect they'll bring it back at Easter um, yeah <clears throat> but they've no official confirmation or anything yet it depends how quickly they can find a team and film something so yeah um, so, with that, should we move on to a bit more film and TV news? Yeah. 
Let's see. Let's get on to it. So we've got a lot of comic book news um, this time around. There was there was a lot of stuff came out about Gotham in particular. Uh, so mm. we'll start off there. Um, there was a, a, a chat recently with uh, David Mazus, I, I believe is how we're pronouncing it, and uh, he's the guy that plays Bruce Wayne. Um, and he's talking about the fact that, that the sort of dual personality of Bruce Wayne and Batman may start to appear, or embryonic versions of that will start to appear. Um, so there's a sort of front that he presents as Bruce Wayne, but that sort of investigative detective side will start to emerge as well. So he's got this sort of playboy, party boy, public persona, and and this second sort of detective persona will start to appear. So yeah, that's that's kind of an interesting development. That they're, they're starting to, to to bring that. You really should go back into Gotham because if you I start know, watching it, I I was going to do it, but um, I think it's only on like Amazon Prime or something like that. It's not on Catch Up on Five at the moment. So oh, okay. I'm sort of waiting for it to come back, or even just buy it on DVDs uh, yeah. or Blu-ray when it comes out. So yeah, yeah, um, it's it's definitely worth catching up on because there, there's particularly the point where it ends. That sort of makes sense with. Uh, uh, with, with what I think we're going to find out with that with that character, so <clears throat> um, so there's that coming. Uh, they've also said that um, Lucius Fox, who we saw in the in the final finale of of the uh, season one, uh, which is played by Chris Chalk, is going to be returning as a regular. Um, Harvey Dent's also become a regular character, and Leslie Tompkins, uh, who was in a number of episodes in the last season is also promoted to series regular. So those three characters are going to be around a lot more in the second season. Cool. Um, they've got some new uh, villains coming as well. Um, there's a guy called uh, Theo Galavan, who's played by James Frain. Uh, James Frain might not be a name you recognise, but you know his face, because he's been in Tudors, uh, he was in True Blood, he's been in Grimm, he's been, he played the main villain in The Cape, uh, he's, he was in Flash Forward, he's been in True Detective, he's in the current season of True Detective, actually. Okay. Um, he, he's all over the place, he's, he's one of, uh, one of those actors that you will see kind of, and like, I know I've seen him in something. Um, yeah. so, so he's playing a character called, uh, Theo Gavan, um, uh, then and there's also his sister who goes on to become a character called Tigress. Um, uh, she's playing. Uh, th- that's a girl called Jessica Lucas. Uh, the sister's called Tabitha. Jessica Lucas has been in Grace Point. She's been in Melrose Place, CSI, Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Those sort of shows. Um, so uh, Galavan is an attractive uh, billionaire industrialist who convinces the public that he's a hero, but it seems that the uh, the brother and sister are motivated by some sort of vendetta um, and it's the plan is to sort of cause chaos in Gotham but it leads to the origins of a number of other Batman villains okay um, so that's how they're sort of introducing more villains into it as well they're mm. also saying that the um, they're going to explore more origins of uh, Riddler which we started to see sort of him developing from the um uh, CSI guy that he is at the yeah. moment into into more of the Riddler character uh, in the first season. A uh, bit more glimpses of the Joker, Mister um, Freeze as well, who's not somebody we've seen yet. Um, yeah. So yeah, and and Bruce will go on to 
uncover more secrets of from his father's past as well, which he's sort of hinted at at the end of, of season one as well. Yeah. Um, so there's there's lots of lots of stuff to look forward to. It's it's definitely going to be a good season, I think. Um, good. Uh, should be very good. That's that should be back in the autumn because uh, it it airs in the US in the autumn and Channel Five I think have said are bringing it back uh, round about the same time as the US. So we should get that fairly quick. Um, moving from DC to Marvel, um, Agents of Shield is getting a very big comic tie-in uh, for the third season. Um, they have been teasing this quite a lot on uh, social media, but they've got the Secret Warriors coming for season mm. three. Um, do you know much about the Secret Warriors? I know, I know bits and pieces about it, but not much. So you, you, I think you have to tell me. Okay, um, Secret Warriors is a a team of um, superpowered, um, so superhero uh, superpower people. Uh, led by, well, in the books, they're put together by Nick Fury with um, Daisy Johnson slash Quake being second in command. Um, <laughs> there's there's a thing which somebody complained about online because they very, very clumsily retconned um, uh, Daisy slash Quake in the comic books into Sky. Um so the the comic book version who was Daisy John who was always Daisy Johnson Quake the mutant has been retconned into Daisy Johnson slash Quake slash Sky the Inhuman. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, something to do with with her parents um, having the uh, blatant the the uh, the Inhuman gene and yeah. her dad messing around with her physiology, which instead of going through the mist activated her gene because he messed around with with her dna or something right. um they but the the sloppiest bit of that was the fact that they um the the nickname sky because there's no reason to call a sky in the comic books and there's a million ways they could have done this like have a go undercover or something like that and, and that's where the sky name comes from no they, yeah. he it, um colson uses the name sky and uh her father asks why did you call a sky not daisy and says because a lot of her missions take place in outer space that was the reason right okay it's uh, just a terribly terribly sloppy bit of writing mm. um so it, it's kind of they've sort of sledged hammered the uh that into the uh um the the comic book world but yeah. um yeah the yeah, back to Secret Warriors anyway. Uh, the the Secret Warriors in the TV show, as, as far as we can tell, obviously Fury isn't in control of Agent of the Shield at this point. Coulson yeah. is, um, and there, it was hinted at that that Sky was going to get um, a sort of special mission um, yeah. at the end of the last season. So Coulson has obviously put Sky onto the idea of of forming this team of superhumans um in the comic books uh the team consists of um alexander aaron who's a a character called phobos who can instill fear in others as well as has some uh, precog powers uh sebastian druid who is the son of dr druid uh, and has some magical powers uh yo-yo rodriguez who is a character called slingshot who can run at superhuman speed and then bounce back to the point where she began running um 
TJ James, who is Hellfire, who can uh, charge items, most notably a chain, and unleash devastating attacks. Uh, Jerry Sledge, who is a stone, who he plays Stonewall. Um, superhuman strength and the ability to increase his size while his skin appears to take on appearance resembling stone. Haven't they used that character? I, thought. I think so. It's, they certainly use somebody with, familiar to, that, some, that to some degree. But. Sound very familiar. Um, uh, Eden Fessy, who plays a character called Manifold, who can walk reality. So those are the people that are in the comic book versions. Um, whether any of them show up in the TV version, because uh, we know her her fellow Inhuman um, mate with the electrical powers. Um, yeah. I can't think of the character's name, but... Um, he is a series regular in the new show so I suspect yes. he's going to be part of that team um, anyway so whether they rope in any others as well um, and you know any of the, the existing team in the comic books or whether they're entirely yeah. new or, or whatever they're. however it may be a case of because if some of those are mutants they might not have rights to them I was going to say because if like you said like you said if a lot of them are going to be mutants which a lot of them probably are yeah then they can't, they can't use them or they're going to have to somehow make them inhumans or something like that again yeah yeah so difficult to say what will get used and what won't um but yeah that's the team in the comic books anyway um and and the this team will be headed up by Sky um yeah and under the control of Coulson uh, in the TV show, so there's rumours that Daredevil might be going into it as well because they released um, really? a promo shot of Sky, and the background is perhaps people reading too much into it, but it's very very Daredevil. It's very red. It's very dark. It's very misty. But then apparently Daredevil and Sky grew up in the same orphanage or something like that okay. so there's rumours that Daredevil may make a cross over into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. slash Secret Warriors at some point which could be quite cool Yeah, but it would have to be really toned down <laughs> well yes um, yeah they're very different types of shows so yeah mm, um, be interesting to see whether that does pop up. Uh, Agents of Shield is back on in in America, um, 29th of September. So the chances really that, that quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah, 29th of September because they'll be shooting at the moment. Um, yeah. So that will probably end up back here at some point in October. I wouldn't have thought they'd leave it that late. Although it's difficult to know with Channel Four. Um, so it, it may be October. It may be November. Hopefully they won't leave it much longer than that. Um, mentioning Daredevil, actually, uh, one quick little thing was they uh, they mentioned that um, uh, the showrunner or co-showrunner, uh, Marco Rodriguez of, of Daredevil Season 2, is referring internally to Season 2 as Daredevil versus, versus the Punisher. Um so we know the publisher's coming into it, but it sounds like yeah. that could be the main focus of the second season. Um, okay. So that's kind of interesting. Um, if if they're going to make that sort of the whole main story throughout yeah. of them yeah. playing off each other, uh, which would be cool. I mean, that would be a big big part as well. Oh, so, it would uh, be. It would be. So um, so yeah, I'm. I'm quite um quite looking forward to that uh, yes very exciting uh and we've got a new spider-man to look forward to as well so yes that's <laughs> lots true. of things going on in marvel yeah um 
Yeah, there's there's a flipping back to DC uh, slightly as well. There's uh, CW who have announced a couple of uh, return dates for their shows as well. So uh, Flash and Arrow are on the sixth and seventh of October. Um, if Sky One follows the usual pattern, that will probably put them at the end of October over here. Um, they probably won't air like immediately afterwards because they usually put a few week gap in because there's loads of breaks. Um, in between October and December in the yeah. US airing, so they usually try and run some of those breaks out so they don't have to have them. Uh, Vampire Diaries and the Originals are back on the 8th of October um, over in the US. So hopefully that would mean the Originals mid to late October here. Um, Vampire Diaries, usually late October, November on ITV2. So cool. we shall see. Uh, and, and that's it for the news this week. Um, next up, we have an interview. Interview this week is uh, with it's a it's another composer. It's a guy that we've actually spoken to uh, before, but not since we've been doing uh, this version of the show. Um, it's a composer called Dan Litch. He's the man behind uh, all the music for Dexter. Um, he also does all the music for Jason Mower's um, recent show, The Red Road, which I think airs on Amazon over here. Uh, he also wrote all the music for Hellraiser. Um, uh, he wrote music for Children of the Corn and other Clive Barker stuff. Um, so he's been around a, a while and, and does uh, some really interesting, tend to be quite dark sort of uh tunes he's also the guy that writes all the music for dishonored um when the 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 interview i think um i mentioned a few weeks ago um i interviewed him twice quite recently because the first time i interviewed him um he couldn't actually talk about the game uh but since e3 is now gone and gone um he's uh, can now talk about dishonored 2 which was announced at, at e3 um, so this is a kind of mix of the two interviews uh, shoved together. So uh, here you go. Hope you enjoy. Uh, I will see you afterwards. Hi, Dan. Oh, how are you doing? Sorry about the confusion. <laughs> Dan, no problem. Don't worry. How are you doing? No, pretty good. So are you, in, are you in England? Yes. Yes, I'm in England. We have spoken before, actually, almost exactly a year ago, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yes, it's it's been a while. Uh, yeah. So uh, what have you been up to? Um, so what, uh, you know, I just finished, um, not too long ago, um, uh, the red road season two. Yes. Yeah. We, we get that over here on Amazon. I think it, it comes out over here. And unfortunately it's, uh, it's the final season. Oh no, no. So, so enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Well, Jason Momoa is off playing Aquaman, isn't he next? So. Oh, is he playing Aquaman? Yes. Yes. That's oh, his next gig. So, uh, so yeah, he's he's going up in the world as uh, <laughs> to to feature films next. So, um, so that's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, it's it's the comic book, the the Batman v Superman movie that's coming out is is going yeah. to have most of the Justice League in it, and so obviously Aquaman's part of that. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know how much he's in it, and I I, I suspect there may be a film purely for him coming afterwards as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so they might be starting a new franchise then. Yes, it, it looks like it. They're uh, they're, they're going to be 
it, it, it looks like they're working to try and out Marvel Marvel by spinning all the DC characters out. <laughs> wow. Well, that's that's good. Yeah. So uh, so yes, he's got a nice gig lined up after his TV show. Excellent. Well, maybe he'll maybe he'll ask for the same composer that did the Red Road. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be good. That would be a nice gig to get. <laughs> Not likely, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't generally ask uh, unless unless the uh, actors or directors they, they yeah. don't, don't ask the, the actors for input into crew. Yeah, yeah, no, I, from talking to actors, I usually find that they're the last people to know anything about a show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they, 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 they tend to be kind of told very last minute about things. So, uh, so yes, um, so, so what, are, what are you up to at the moment? I know you've just done um, the Krakow uh, Film Festival. You did a, a thing for, for the Dexter score over there. Yeah, I did a live, uh, a live, uh, Suite for the film festival, and it turned out great. I think everyone was really happy with it, and I had a great time. Yeah, I was I was watching some of the the video of that. It's it's just crazy, kind of watching. I the the idea of, of bowing the Glockenspiel, I think, is, is fantastic. <laughs> it's some really odd noises, but it's 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 very cool. It's a great score as well. I plays oh, really thank well. You. Yeah, it it's sort of it, it's lighter than you'd expect for a drama about a serial killer. <laughs> Right, that's true. Well, I picked, um, I did pick lighter sections. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why, just because I picked, sort of picked the sections that I thought would work well with the orchestra. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I did do the blood theme. Yeah. But yeah. as it turns out, I think it was, uh, I think the, the concert, it was good. It fit well in the concert because so much of the concert was heavy male, masculine film score stuff, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Vikings and, you know, people. Just, hitting each other and cutting each other with swords and whatever. So, so it was good. It programmed well into the show. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, in terms of the boat glockenspiel, you know, I, uh, I can't remember what I used that on first, but I was organizing my live show that I did at Largo a couple times, which is a smaller group with like 18 musicians. Yeah. You can find some of that online. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, I had the, I was trying to figure out, you know, the best way to play it. And I had it sitting on my knees, which sort of makes sense, right? Yeah. And then I kind of looked at the shape of it, and I thought, wow, how cool would that be just because it, it's kind of triangular shaped, and how cool would that be just put it on your chin and play it like a violin? <laughs> <laughs> There's not the most practical way to play it, but it's no. like, but it looks cool. Yeah. And, right? it, and it makes some really interesting noises as well, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that's what but, you're always looking for. So, but you could certainly put it on a stand and play it with two bows and play faster. It <laughs> doesn't look as cool. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's 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 kind of really interesting. Um, and I, it it was a great show, Dexter, and I I love the the score for that. It's uh, it's always been really good, and it's you know it's got like a nice playfulness to it as as well as the kind of darker stuff in it as well. So you know, um, so uh, what are you working on at the moment? Well, I'm working on a video game, which I can't tell you anything about. <laughs> I was going to say, I knew that was coming. <laughs> it's really, it's you know, with the video games, it's such a pain in the ass because by the time you can tell anybody you're working on it, it's you've, already, you've been done for a year. <laughs> you're like, you're not working on it anymore, so it's not even news. If you know what I mean, it's, yeah. they, they put the composers in a in a in terms of you know, PR, they put them in a, in a, a weird time warp that is sort of not 
not news friendly, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is difficult. I've, I, I spoke to somebody else that does uh, video game music quite recently, and they were saying, yeah, I'm working on something at the moment, I can't tell you anything. <laughs> it's, it yeah. is a pain. Right. Um, so is there any, are there any other things you're working on that you can talk about? <laughs> well, uh, I'm remodeling my home. <laughs> very exciting. Well, that's very cool. That, it's a very cool home as well, I seem to remember. Who, who was it um, that, that owned it before, before you had it? Uh, you had it? it was, uh, well, it was... It, the, the, it's claimed the, the home's claim to fame is that Jimi Hendrix was in escrow to the to the home. That was it. I remember. And I knew there was a connection. When he died, he actually never bought it. He never took possession of it. But he was, you know, they're working out the paperwork, you know. Yeah. yeah. So and then I, I don't know if somebody else bought it after that. <laughs> but so it does have a bit of a pedigree to it. Yes, yeah, that's that's uh, that's very cool. You you've uh, so so you you're kind of you're working on the game at the moment. Uh, yeah. you've you've been doing live stuff. Uh, you, you've uh, you've just finished Red Road. Was Red Road the the main show you've been working on recently? Yeah, that's the the main show. That that in the game is mostly what I've been working on, and the, and I am I am working on the live concert stuff too. So I'm, you know that's um, working on some different. Trying finding some different venues and, and working on the arrangements and whatever. Yeah, that's definitely something I'm. <clears throat> you know, the Krakow thing was sort of like a tr- dry run. Yeah, which is good and it, it you know it worked well and and so I'm gonna and people have expressed an interest in a, in a longer show. Yeah. So with orchestra, so I'm definitely planning on putting something together and possibly touring Europe. Um, that was cool. To, yeah. Is is that going to be all Dexter stuff? It would probably, yeah, it'd be mostly Dexter, but I'd probably do some of my film scores too. Okay. You know, Stephen King's Thinner. Yeah. Uh, um, and some other stuff that were, you know, work. You know, maybe some of my stuff from the Hellraiser Bloodline and. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll all be sort of uh, dark themed, shall we say? <laughs> that sounds good. I, I mean, that, the the um, the film. And and TV stuff, the, this sort of um, uh, I suppose more classical music, the soundtrack type, type stuff, is is getting quite popular for for live um, concerts. It's it's kind of an interesting bridge to get people involved in that sort of music. Well, there's a whole I think there's a whole you know movement uh, which is great. I mean, Robert Townsend is definitely um, pushing a lot of that. And then there's all the different festivals in Europe, Tenerife and Ghent and Krakow. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's the other one in, in Spain? Uh, oh, yes. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's another one. Yeah, yeah. No, I know the one you mean. But um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I think it's a, it's a a bridge to classical music for a lot of people that that you know it's a good a good thing. People don't have that bridge, and I think orchestras are, are getting more interested in in getting 
new bringing new people in so they're they become more interested so it's a it's really a whole movement i mean it's it's amazing i mean the the the, Fed, the concert in Krakow was in an arena and 10,000 people were there. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean yeah, that's, just, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I can, you know, you could see, you know, John Williams pulling that in America. But yeah. Probably only him. This was just themes, you know, television themes, a bunch of television themes from television. <laughs> well, I, there was, there's a thing that's been touring, uh, I don't think it's come, I'm not sure whether it's come to the US. I think it has actually. Uh, they they did um, a, uh, a a thing called the Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular, um, yeah. which is which is all all Murray Gold's music from from the last sort of ten years of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and and that's brilliant because because they do that but bring and and uh, they have Peter Davis and one of the one of the original Doctors come out and host it and but but with a show like that you, of course you can bring all the monsters out. So they've got kind of Daleks on stage. And <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> that, yeah. that was very cool. They sort of take over the thing. That came to Birmingham a couple of weeks ago, and I, I went and saw that. That was fantastic because, you know, they they brought the Daleks out and they take over the, the, the stage and threaten to sort of exterminate the conductor if he doesn't do something that's Dalek-related, you know. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's good if you can kind of kind of mix things in with it as well. That's that's very cool. Yeah. Well, I've, and the show that I did at Largo, um, I did a Halloween show. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I did have somebody running, you know, come in running through the audience yeah. dressed in a scary costume. So it is fun to do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that sort of stuff helps because it, it, it draws, uh, you know, uh, the audience in. And, and, you know, particularly if you're if you're trying to grab new people that, that uh, have an interest maybe in the TV show but maybe hadn't thought about getting into the classical stuff as much, you know. It's a good way yeah. of pulling them in. Yeah. Um, what was the first piece of music you ever wrote? First piece of music I ever wrote? Yeah. I, think I wrote something on piano when I was like like eight. <laughs> I, don't I don't have it anymore. <laughs> um, I think that's the first piece of music I ever wrote. Um, then I was sort of had a garage rock band. Did I write any songs? I don't think I ever wrote any songs. I just played covers. Yeah. Uh. And yeah. then, uh, you know, I started doing, uh, I don't know, that's a good question. <laughs> then I got into jazz. I might have written some jazz tunes here and there. Yeah, well, I remember we talked last time about, um, was it Miles Davis you used to live near in? Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got to meet Miles Davis, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, probably the first piece of music was on piano. I actually did some, uh, I also played around with um, some, using a Apple computer, and did some random, uh, random generated compositions when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I wrote that or the computer did. <laughs> I generated it. <laughs> when well, I was really started in college is when I started composition. I started studying composition. Do you remember what the first piece of music you wrote that you got paid for was? Oh my God! Uh, <clears throat> the first piece of music I wrote uh, that was an arrangement for a commercial, a string quartet. Oh, cool. And I, uh, I'm, afra I'm, I'm afraid to say what it was for. <laughs> I think it, it was for, um, it was for pesticide. <laughs> hey, everybody it's starts. Terrible, it's a terrible start to your career. <laughs> <laughs> everybody starts somewhere, you know? <laughs> but I ended up uh, working, working for the, the, the jingle house that I did this the arrangement for the string 
stream part. Well, you know, you, everybody starts on something, you know. <laughs> so, so there's worse things to start on than pesticide, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I asked this to somebody earlier, and and they they wouldn't cop to anything. But do you, do you have any musical guilty pleasures? Was there, is there anything that you listen to that, that <clears throat> you wouldn't that people would maybe not expect you to like, and you do? <laughs> wow. Hmm. Maybe some Bee Gees. Okay. But yeah, you know, is great. So I don't. <laughs> no, I, I don't. No, no guilty pleasures. I mean, there's so much great music. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm very much of the opinion that that you you know people like what what they like. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I have an eclectic music taste. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, there's. I could tell you what music I don't like. <laughs> so what do you like <laughs> what don't I like I'm not a I have to say I'm not a huge fan of 80s music in general I like particular bands but yeah not that whole synth kind of sound yeah not the bad drum machines and the, you know 80s to me was I love music from the 70s and the 90s <laughs> yeah well, yeah, uh, I could easily just go from like like uh, the Eagles straight to um, Radiohead and miss everything between, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but uh, there's some good music from the '80s, I, but yeah. it's not my favorite period. I mean, I mean, of course, Michael Jackson's amazing. You know? Yeah, great stuff happened. Don't get me wrong, you know, with Sting and I, I was going to say the Police. I, I think I think get let off even for being an '80s band. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there's some great stuff in there. Just there's just a lot that I just the, the popular music at the time I would say, yeah, seventy five percent of it I can live without. Um, what non musical influences would you say are important to your music? Um, nature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like being. Uh, that's why I live out in Topanga. I like being surrounded by trees and birds and whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, painters. I mean. Yeah, I love art of all kinds. I mean, you know. Yeah. I, I love all the French painters, and, you know, Monet, Matisse, Picasso, although he's sort of Spanish, but <laughs> um, writers, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I guess I'm influenced by everything, but I don't know how specifically how it, I get influenced. That would it would be on a subconscious level more than yeah. anything else. Um, the only thing that has influenced me is that I did start working writing screenplays okay and so just learning about the the structure of story helped me as a composer for for telling stories yeah yeah well that that makes sense because you are kind of telling a story with the music anyway so so you were you were writing screenplays to uh, and yeah that 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 would would make sense to me. And I would recommend to any composer wanting to get into film or television to read read books about uh, write, you know um, about screenplay writing and story, because then you're speaking the same language, which is good. You know, directors and producers, you know, you can talk about the, when the third act starts and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, make it easier to to know what they're trying to do. Yeah, they have no idea what you what you do, but it's good for you to have an idea what they do. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, that's yeah. I mean, that that would be an influence. Um, I can't think of anything else. I do want to add one thing to influences that are non-musical. God, uh, deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. Huge influence. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that, I, yes, I imagine, certainly in your industry, definitely. <laughs> okay, all right. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Um, I don't know whether you remember this from last time, but we, we, we always ask, ask this question because, because of the fact that we cover a lot of TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. are, are you watch? Is, is there anything you've managed to catch on TV recently that you, uh, well, first of all, anything that you you like from a musical point of view? Um, you know, you like the 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 work that people are doing on it, uh, or is there anything you just you just out and out like because you think it's a good show? Well, I liked uh, I like Fargo a lot, and I like what Jeff Russo is doing on it. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to huh. Jeff three weeks ago, I think. So. I watched The Killing. I liked a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a good show. Mm, that's that's about it. I don't also haven't been watching a lot of television either. <laughs> you know, between working and remodeling the house, it's, it's been it's been a pretty full time job. <laughs> yes, you you will have to come back on when when you've uh, when you can actually uh, talk about the the game, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that would be cool. Uh, or, or if if any other shows uh, crop up in the meantime, if you if you get hired for the other for for this other stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll send, I'll send you a note and come back and yeah, and you can make edit this, make it a two part series. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That, that we could hi Dan, that. how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Pretty good. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, I, I I wanted to do a bit of a, a follow up because we we, sure. spoke, we spoke about two weeks ago, uh, and yeah. and I said what you're up to, and you said I I can't tell you, and I'm renovating my house basically. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Um, so the important question first: How's the house renovation going? <laughs> oh, it's coming along fine. It's coming along fine. Uh, Poured the, the floors and putting up uh, some steel reinforcement on one of the walls and. Nice. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, and and the the other thing, the thing that you couldn't talk about was yeah. uh, was Dishonored Two, which has now been announced. Yes. Um, so now I I can talk about it. <laughs> now the gag is off. <laughs> yes, the gag is off. Um. So um, what what really can you tell us about it? How far along are you? How long have you been working on it? I've been working on it for over a year now, actually. Wow. Yeah, so I'm probably uh, two thirds of the way done. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so we know a little bit about it because because of the trailer. Um, yeah. You you get to play as as two different characters this time. Uh, the locations changed because you can play as Corvo or as Emily. Um, locations changed to Karnaka, which is a, a, a sort of sit, different city. Has the fact that you've got two protagonists changed how you've, you, you're working on the music? Um, I would say yes, somewhat. I've definitely um, – uh, it hasn't really worked – it hasn't changed on some of the environment, you know, the ambient environmental sections because that's not really about the character. That's yeah. about, about the place. But I'm definitely doing – I'm doing some Emily music, but I'm also doing some Corvo music. So, you know, okay. It's it, some of the music has, there has to be more music in certain senses, depending yeah. on how people decide to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause one, one of the things I know you said about the, the first game was it, it was, it, you, you sort of did less character music and it was more about, you described it as a sort of evil fog that fades in and out. Um, was one of the ways I think you described it as as uh, um, ra- rather than rather than it being sort of scripted 
exactly to the game. It was sort of a, a thing that just unnerved the player throughout. Was sort yeah. of what you went for. Um, yeah. Is that still the case on the on the new game? Yeah, that's still the case. Although you know the quality is slightly different because of the new location. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the new location from the, from the bits of video we've seen seems kind of less gloomy and downtrodden than than the first location. So does that affect the the vibe of of the music as well? Well, I'm sure when they're finished, it'll be gloomy and downtrodden. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Don't probably true. Don't you worry true. about that. There, there is a plague running through it, as far as we can tell. So, you know, that, that won't help. But, um, uh, but, yes. but it's definitely not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a light. I think. I mean, I don't know exactly how, how it's going to look when they're done. But it is definitely, yeah, there's, it's a more southern location, I yeah. believe. So. Yeah. It's so, less, uh, I would say it's less rainy and foggy but um but honestly i i can't tell i don't know exactly what they're going to do so <laughs> that could change who knows yeah um how how much what are you actually working to right now i mean if uh, obviously there's the trailer that's out but have you actually managed to see any gameplay or or well, i did i did score the trailer oh yes cool yeah, yeah the the uh, I've I've watched that a couple of times now. So uh it's that's very cool. The um that that features mainly Emily throughout it, doesn't it? And that's that's yeah. all sort of pre-rendered stuff. Um But you, it gives you a little hint of some of the music the way the music is going to be treated. Yeah. Um, um the, you're using some of the themes from the original game in that as well, aren't you, I think? Yeah, I sort of uh, I I modified them. I I the, the there is a new. There is going to be a new theme for Carnica. Yeah, but it's definitely, uh, you know, related to the original theme. Yeah. And I did use a little bit of the original theme in the trailer as well, just to sort of identify the, you know, the the, the feel of Dishonored. Yeah, and I incorporated the new theme. I sort of transmogrified them a little. Yeah, I mean, it, it has it has a very similar feel to it, which I guess is 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 what you sort of need to go for and i i did spot some of the the original theme in there but there is there is definitely a difference um yeah this this is set 15 years after the original as well isn't it um so there's a lot more mechanical kind of stuff in there um there appears to be less whale oil and more more um more mechanical stuff uh set up you know there, there appears to be wind power and that sort of thing is has yeah. has that the environment side of things altered um some of the approach to the music as well um not yet that but that might come up i'm you know there's certain areas that i haven't gotten to yet so i'm right. sure they will be a i'm sure they will be affected by um by the new environment um i haven't done yeah i mean i haven't done some of the areas yet so i'm sure there, there will be a in the same way that the the visuals have changed and the music will change as well. Yeah. And I feel, uh, I think the idea is that it's going to feel a little bit more Mediterranean, you know, aspect to it. So does that change the, the sort of instruments and stuff you, you're using to, uh, I am am changing the instrumentation. Yeah. So uh, what are you, what are you using this time around? Well, I'm using, um, I mean, it's all sort of dark, and I still am using hammer dulcimer, which was one of the featured instruments. Yeah. But I'm also using bazookis and, um, you know, just some more like uh, mandolins, and, you know, just more 
like more more ethnically Mediterranean sounds. You know? Okay, yeah. Well, that that would fit in with with the uh, with with the way Karnaka looks in in the trailer, certainly. So, um, yeah, that that would make sense. Um, how how easy was it to get back into to, to this? Because is it easier to approach it? Um, because you've already worked on the first game, or or is that in some respects a, a slight hindrance because you've sort of got to stick to what some of what you previously done? You know, the, it was actually. I mean, it was very actually. The first part was the hardest, right? Because, because in a sense, I had to come up with the Karnica theme first. Oh right, okay. Which is which is hard when I have very few visuals to work on and no footage at all. <laughs> so it's I mean that's that's the difference. The main difference between TV or film and games is that you have to do your major creative work before you've seen anything. So know? so what what were you working to at that point? Was it just getting, uh, just uh, art? Yeah, you know? flat visuals and and art yeah. and yeah. Yeah, that that's that's not an easy task going forward. It's no, of... Yeah, it's it's because you know as a as a person who writes for media, you tend you learn how to key off of what you're seeing. Yeah, and then to have you know to have to kind of like imagine what it's going to be in the end, and yeah. and a lot of it is very subjective. It's like you know the people, what are the people like who are hiring you? You know, you're trying to get at that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Do you, given that you're working off off sort of um, you know flat visuals and and artwork, uh, do you end up going back sort of towards the end of uh, when they're completing the game and and tweaking stuff to to fit in um, when the uh, when you've actually got sort of more footage to look at? Uh, no, generally not really. There's not really that op- opportunity because they're implementing as they go. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I suppose all all game developers work differently, and uh, there may be some that you can, you know, redo things and send it back to them. But in general, you 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 finish a milestone and you move on. Yeah. I uh, so I deliver. Yeah. And I deliver, you know, I deliver stems, and so it's it's. So uh, no, I don't generally have a chance to come back. You know, it's sort of like you you get it and they you know they approve it and then that's it. You move on to the next milestone. Yeah, yeah. Um, one one of the things that was extremely popular with um, the first game was uh, the the credit um, song that you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, yeah. that was that was done with John, your nephew, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and yeah. he he did the vocals for it as well. Um, yeah. He's actually worked on on a number of, of things with you, hasn't he? Yes, absolutely. I work with him a lot. I mean, he's he's worked with me on Dexter. He's worked with, on, and then we always he's you know he's probably more more the songwriter than I am. <laughs> I'm you know I mean that's more his thing. I definitely act as producer and co writer. Yeah. Um, but we always try and do songs for the projects we work on. Yeah. If, yeah. if it calls for it, yeah. We we've done. I guess we've done a song. For, for Silent Hill, we've done two or three songs for Dexter that got in Dexter. Yeah, we did the song for Dishonored. Yeah, um, but um, it was inter- yeah. yeah. I mean, I was I was looking because um, it's Honor for All is the song for Dishonored, isn't it? And, and yeah. uh, I was actually looking around for that. You know, it's re- it's quite hard to f- 
to 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 find it's on iTunes. Um, can't get it on Spotify. Not in the UK anyway. You can't get it on Spotify in the UK. You can't get it on um, can't get it on Amazon. <laughs> can't yeah, get it on- yeah. You know, uh, I I actually had a record label that wanted to put put out the CD for Dishonored, but Bethesda decided they wanted to keep it in house. That's a shame. But they're not, you know, they're very good at games, but <laughs> they know nothing about distributing music. I mean, yeah. They took, uh, the game came out, I think, November? Yeah. Was that November, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. The original game came out in November. They didn't get the CD out until February. Wow. Yeah, that, that's... So everyone, everyone had already downloaded it illegally by the time it came out. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you miss your. If you don't get your, I want to get it now. Yeah, yeah. And he buys anything, right? Yeah, I mean, I you know, you can find it on YouTube and stuff. But the um, uh, and and I, as as I say, I think the it's on a, um iTunes. The the whole album's on iTunes, but iTunes is the only place you can find it in the UK. Um, yeah, well, is, I'm I'm in a. I'll talk to them. I mean, it should be on Spotify. It should be on Pandora. Yeah, yeah, it should be. I mean, the Spotify, um, Spotify, and and uh, the Google Play and uh, and Amazon. I was surprised that the only place I could find it was iTunes, actually. But, um, I'd, so that brings up the next question: Are you are you doing one for um, for Dishonored Two? Well, that that remains to be seen. Okay. Um, I'd like to do one. Uh, you know, and there's it's been discussed, but. It's definitely not, you know. No. That, yeah. Yeah. So that's still uh, still early on that, and it's hard to say. I, I, I don't know what they intend to do. Yeah. I mean, the with with um, with Dishonored, there's tends to be multiple endings to it. So I wondered if you'd ever had had the thought of maybe doing like three different versions of it. <laughs> so you've got sort of. Um, uh, so, so you have a slightly different version depending what and what type of ending you go for. That's a possibility, but um, you know it's hard enough to do one version of a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. I just, I, I just kind of, I, I like the idea of of, of maybe having a, a slightly sort of morose version if you went for a really kind of, you know, kill everything ending. <laughs> That's true. Uh, maybe you just don't get the song. I mean, my yeah. original, my original idea was that. Um, you only get the song if you, you know, the song was kind of a prize. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That if you get a good a good ending, you get the song. Yeah, yeah. If you killed so, everything, you didn't. Yeah. Exactly. You don't, you don't get your song because you were bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But also the other thing was that, um, yeah, yeah, that, w- that would have been kind of interesting. And um, yeah. I'm trying to think in my, you know, the original idea was not to release the song. That, that you only get to hear the song if you if you finish the game. Yeah, but you know, of course, the song got out anyway. Yeah, so. I mean, that's always the problem. Is is you know, people will will get to the end of the game and and do screen caps and upload it onto YouTube. And <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's like um, uh, the still alive song from Jonathan Coulter's still alive song from the end of Portal. Which is hugely popular as well. Um, uh-huh. Was was all over the place fairly quickly. I think at the end of that game. Um, yeah, 
because too bad you can't save things for surprises anymore. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, thankfully, with that game, it was it was fairly short, so I think a lot of people played through it and did manage to get it as a surprise without uh, without you know if you you can avoid this stuff if you don't go looking for it, you know. <laughs> That's true. Right. Or if you live on Mars. Yeah, yeah. Or if you live on Mars, that is true. But. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah. So. Um, the the whole the whole thing sort of um, uh, you you say you're you're about three quarters of the way through now at the moment. Uh, it's due out in spring, I think, next year. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they're planning for for spring next year. Um, yeah, uh, that that's what it says at the moment, anyway. So, um, w- when do you finish? Do you know? Well, I, uh, uh, my guess is I'll probably, I don't, I hope I'm not giving away any secrets here, but um, <laughs> I'm, I, you get paranoid with these, with the game things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're okay. I don't think we've said anything that isn't, isn't sort of out there already. So <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, and they'll let you know if it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I think I'll probably finish around the turn of you know the beginning of next year yeah yeah so yeah i mean definitely when they 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 said it was it was probably going to be spring as the release date which is you know uh seems kind of reasonable so i mean i'm surprised there's no gameplay footage out yet because because that would assume that they're a fair way along by now but uh that or they've got a lot of people working very very quickly (laughs) yeah yeah um well, it was good to catch up with you again, just so we could do, we could talk through that. I shall, I shall try and mash the two interviews together somehow. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that they uh, they uh, allowed me to talk about it and everything because I felt bad because I didn't have much to talk about, even no. though I was busy busy working. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, be a little meat for your yes, yeah. No, it's good. Um, uh, you you mentioned you mentioned you may have some other things in the pipeline. Has anything emerged from from that yet or or uh, is is this your main concern right now we may have to talk next week <laughs> <laughs> okay on uh, knock on wood okay yeah this is right now this is what i'm working on but i am uh, there's a few things cooking which i hope come through okay we'll, good 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 well I'll, th- we'll do another episode maybe we should just make this a weekly episode <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe we just do one a week <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. right. Um, it's great to catch up with you. I, I will talk to you again soon, I'm sure. So, All right. Thanks, uh, David. Cheers. Bye, then. Bye. That was the interview with Dan. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, next up, we've got a quick uh, Q&A. So we had uh, one question from a guy called Mark, and it came through on the email, uh, saying, I noticed that Star Wars Rebels Season 2 TV movie, Star Wars Rebels, The Seas of uh, Lothalan, was on last Saturday in the States on Disney XD, and last year the season was only about a week behind the US. Do you know if we're getting it this soon, or have I missed it, or will I run it with Season 2 in the autumn? Um, it's not entirely clear exactly when they're running it but they're previewing a, a little bit of it on the website um on actually i think it's on their facebook page uh this friday um so that implies that they're probably going to run it fairly soon um so i keep an eye on their facebook page uh on the disney xd facebook page or disney xd uk facebook page um 
season two isn't starting in the US until the autumn. So uh, I suspect that they will run this some point over the next month and then there's a bit of a break and then the season two starts in the autumn and they'll probably run it, run the rest of the season close to, to when the US does. So I hope that answers your question. Um, next up, we've got some air dates. First air date we've got is uh, coming 10th of July, so that's reasonably soon, actually. Um, it's the Transporter, which was a um, series based on the Jason Statham uh, movie. I think it ran for two seasons. Um, uh, it's produced by America, Canada, um, French and German companies. Premiered in Germany in, like, October 2014. Um was cancelled before it ever actually aired in the US. Uh, so no idea whether it's any good or not, but uh, that's coming to Spike, um, 10th of June, 9pm. Um, Masters of Sex Season 3 um, should be coming in August to more 4. Um, that's Michael Sheen back in that show. Uh, Bored to Death Season 3, which is the final season, which has been kicking around the schedules for... for almost 18 months I think at this point because um, it was supposed to return in early um, 2014 then disappeared again then came back and then disappeared again uh, Sky Atlantic are now saying they're going to show it on the 17th of July at 11.55pm so it'll be on quite late but I suspect that means the date might actually stick this time because they're running it off at a ludicrously late time slot um <laughs> Melissa and Joey season four comes to E4 in July. Um, and Ray Donovan season three, it's coming on the, to Sky Atlantic on the 15th of July at 9 p.m. Uh, so that's those. Then we've got some uh, shows coming next week. Uh, Extance um, season two, that's coming to um, Amazon Prime Instant Videos 2nd of July. Did you see the first season of that? I didn't actually. No, I've not actually heard of it. What is it? Um, it's it starts. It's like a sci-fi uh, show starring ha- Halle Berry. Um, ran on Amazon Instant to start off with, then Sci-Fi ran it um, over here, um, and it, it's about a sort of astronaut that goes up into space, starts getting kind of weird visions, and is sort of affected by some sort of alien tech or something. Um, so I, I saw the first few episodes of it, uh, and it, it looked quite good. Um, it's, it's Halle Berry and Goran Viznich, the, uh, from ER, are the sort of two leads in it. That looks quite good. I might have to go back and, and see if I can watch the rest of the first season of that. Yeah. Uh, if you've, have you got an Amazon account? You haven't, have you? I've not. I, I downloaded the app again the other day and was having a flick, flick through it. And I'm tempted to, to give it a go again because I think we've sort of exhausted Netflix for the moment. Yeah. So I might, I may, I may park Netflix for a month or so and then use Amazon Prime and then go back to it once some stuff goes on. So yeah, I, yeah, I may give that a go actually. Yeah, it could be worth doing. Um, there, because there is some good stuff on on Amazon Prime at the moment. So, um, you know, and it's good for catching up on things as well. So, yeah. So there's that coming back. That's on the second July. That's on the Amazon Prime. I imagine it will come onto Sci-Fi um, either in the autumn or next year. Um, Last Ship season two um, starts um, starts on the fifth of July. 
uh, that's at 8 p.m. So that's the um, the, the global catastrophe wiping wiping out the uh, the all life on the planet, and they're all stuck in a boat. Uh, okay. So uh, that's that's good. Noah's, that's Noah's Ark, then. Um, yeah, kind of. Apart from there, they do kind of find a few people uh, alive as well. So right. uh, and and it's about them kind of trying to stop the virus, basically. Um, Family Guy season 13 is coming to BBC Two. No, BBC Two, not BBC Three, because... Um, have you seen the news today as well? BBC Three, the, um, uh, uh, the, they've finally approved the move to online for BBC Three. Oh, really? 3. Okay. Yeah. That, so that that's... Um, I was going to put that in the news and then didn't. But, uh, but yeah, the, the move to BBC Three online is, is definitely going ahead. But they've put some caveats in, in that... Um, the BBC One and BBC Two have got to take a bit more of a risk with some of the programming for younger viewers. Right. Um, I, I, I think that'll be the death of BBC Three. I, think I, I don't know, you see, because when I was talking to um, uh, the guys, um, Lina Vanderberg and, and the... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. That's terrible. Uh, the, the two writers of Uncle, which is a mm. quite popular BBC Three show, um, yeah. they do better online than they do on the live broadcast. Um, but, but, but I play as crap. I mean, like, that's, really awful. Um, I, 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 in what respect? I mean, I've not had any huge problems with it. I, I mean, maybe it's because we stream it to the PS3, but it's incredibly clunky and slow. And uh, that's I interesting. Fi- I finally went to go and watch... Um, I'm going to get it wrong. Is it Jonathan Strange and... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Strange and Norrell, isn't it? Uh, That's the one. Yeah. Finally went around to watch, watch that, and I'd missed, like, the first two or three episodes. And then uh, I, that was it. Like, the first episode wasn't on there anymore. They took it off. Yeah, right. do you see, oh. I, I... That's what I thought. I thought they're supposed to keep things on there for 30 days now, and that doesn't seem to be the case. No, so um, it was a bit like... I've not... I've not I used to use iPlayer a lot. Yeah. Um, but actually... I just don't think it can, unless it went just on as a oh, I don't know it, yeah unless yeah. it went on as a separate channel well, or the, like a no, no the, TV box something well, like that I don't that, know. that is the other thing is they are supposed to be um, revamping uh, the iPlayer as well as part of this so there, that is coming that's been talking about for ages cause yeah, I, I remember being at an event in BBC Birmingham last year and they said, oh, it's imminent, it's imminent, and there's... Yeah, there's no, it's, the, the, the problem is that got put on hold as well when BBC Three thing happened. Yeah. Um, but they've approved that as well today. So yeah, that, right. that is going to happen now as well. Uh, so you should be getting more things that are doing because of what Sky do, actually, and getting online first. Mm. Um, and and yeah, BBC Three will exist purely as yeah. a channel on there. Um, I don't know. We'll see how well it it runs. Uh, yeah. And a lot of the shows, if they're decent enough, will get second runs on yeah. on other like standard networks anyway. Even if they're kind of yeah. in the middle of the night, you can still record them. So um, so yeah, they they are uh, they are still doing that. But um, uh, yeah, moving moving on anyway. That but that's as we were saying, Family Guy. Family Guy yeah. has moved from BBC Three to BBC Two, um, in sort of preparation for that. Uh, so that's coming on the fifth of July at nine forty-five. Uh, and that's season thirteen. Season thirteen will be on there. That's the final season that's going to be on the BBC. After that, season fourteen will on, be on ITV Two because ITV Two have taken it off them. Right. Um, 
So uh, next, Crossing Lines, um, which is um, I think it's been trailered quite heavily on Alibi. Uh, stars William Fincher as a sort of token American in, and it's but it's a European crime drama, and the idea is that it's sort of crossing various borders. So the team's got uh, British, French, German, Italian, Dutch people in it. It's got. Um, Donald Sutherland in there as well so uh, it's, a, it's a fictional police unit set up by the Hague essentially uh, it looked quite good um, so it could be worth watching uh, 7th of July that starts and that's at 9pm on Alibi uh, and then there's Unreal which uh, comes first season of that comes to Lifetime on the 7th of July um, that's at 10pm and that's a comedy about goings on be- behind the scenes of an American dating show but <laughs> who knows uh, yeah <laughs> so uh, that's everything for this week um, we shall be uh, back next week if you want to get in touch uh, you can email us at podcast at geektown.co.uk you can find us at geektown on twitter or on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown um, and uh, yeah if you're on iTunes uh, don't forget to go on and rate us and uh, leave us a, a review or you know just go on and rate us and uh, let us know what you think uh, that's everything we shall see you next week bye 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 